This is my life, my thoughts, my ambition, my mistakes, my lessons, my knowledge, my heart, my gifts. This is Journey with Romy. My hope is that my journey can inspire you, build you up, and teach you something valuable you can take on your own personal journey. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get it. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey with Romy podcast. Um, what really started this was because I wanted to be totally transparent and open and naked about like the truth of my life, right? Um, and I, I got this idea because a lot of times, you know, people see these cute like professional pictures, you know, that I take on, um, you know, a photographer takes and I post it on social media and it's like edited or even if it's not edited, just a cute picture of me and I'm smiling or something, then people take that, you know, um, and assume that that's my whole life. So they look at it and they assume that everything is just going so well for me when that's not the reality. Um, I think I mentioned this before in a, in a previous episode where, you know, I'm not the type of person that if I'm in the hospital, I'm going to take a selfie and post it. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to post like the highlights of my life or, you know, when I'm having fun or, you know, when something really moves me. It doesn't always have to be like super fun, but, you know, maybe an experience or something that I had. Um, but I felt like through the platform of this podcast that you all would get to know me a little better, you know, um, and that my experiences will will help you, you know, on your journey. So um, today I kind of wanted to talk about um, me, <laughs> hence Journey with Romy, nah, uh, about, about my life and what I've been going through lately. So some of you may or may not know that um, I had got fired from my job after being there three and a half years and all of that... Um, all of the, all of it started happening at once, meaning like out the blue, all of a sudden I'm this terrible person and I just kept getting caught into the office one thing after another. Every time I would try to just, okay, brush it off and just keep, okay, keep a, a positive outlook and it'll be something else and something else till eventually I got fired. Um, so moving on after a couple months, then I was able to secure another job or at least so I thought through a temp agency and everything was going good there everyone there like really enjoyed me like they told me that I'm I'm a really good MA like I'm good at what I do like I was even offered like a permanent position but I had a certain length of time like with my contract with the temp agency where that had to be completed before the company could actually hire me but they you know mentioned it to me and was interested in giving me that that position everything was going well and then it was just like fired from there again so at this point um I was I was angry you know if if I can be completely honest I was absolutely angry and I was angry at God like um and I was like kind of being funny but I I had told my pastor like man I was I was mad at God for like three hours but I'm so serious like I was really angry because I felt like I'm doing all of this work like for the Lord I mean yeah I'm doing it like from my heart you know and it's stuff that I love like I'm very active in my church I'm leading the praise and worship team like I'm I'm meeting um you know the women on Wednesdays so we can discuss and so we can teach the word of God like all these different things and and 
after I just things just started to kind of look up for me from this this place that I was in then it's like the rug was just snatched right from underneath my feet all over again and I was back on my butt again so that ang- that anger really started to kind of bleed off, you know, because I had to start driving for Lyft again and I would be irritated with my passengers and they didn't even do nothing. Like it could be something so little as them like asking me to turn my radio down. And in my mind, I'm like, this radio is not even loud, bruh. What are you talking about? But you know, I would never like show that, but it would just be, I would just be very nonchalant and just doing it right but I was angry because it's what I had to do because I still had these bills coming in and things like that so that's why I titled this like are you big mad or little mad because Romy will be the first to admit that I was big mad but before I was big mad because of this circumstance right I was little mad before and it was just like I would tell people like man I don't want to feel this way and what way that I'm talking about is is like people will say stuff to me or do stuff and to me it would be so petty and minor but it would just irritate me and I'd be like why would you do that or why would you say that or just anything and I you know uh, I've mentioned uh, if not on here before that that I'm the type of person where I don't just react right away I think before I speak and if I feel like whatever I'm going to speak is not going to be beneficial then I won't say anything at all and then I'll wait till like I'm alone and then I'll be like you know going in like this is what I really want to say to shorty right but um yeah so I wanted to share you know basically this testimony and I'm still unemployed like I still drive for Lyft so but I've I got this peace right I got this joy that like can't be taken away because I stopped looking for things in the world I stopped looking at my circumstances and I and I started to look to my source like which is God me being a Christian woman so there's a scripture in the Bible um Proverbs 14 30 I'm I'm reading the New Living Translation version um I got introduced to this version of the Bible maybe like a couple months ago through the Holy Bible app. And I really like it because it's, I don't know, it's just like plain English, right? It makes it really uh, easier to understand. But it says, a peaceful heart leads to a healthy body and jealousy is like cancer in the bones. So there you have it, guys. We've, how many times have we read of people like literally dying from stress or, you know, from, from anger and, you know, it goes on and on and on, but it is not only biblical, but it has as well as scientifically been proven that, um, a peaceful heart and a good laugh is actually good for your body. Like even, um, I read before that like a good hearty laugh because it expands your diagram and then it pushes like a piece of your heart so your heart starts pumping faster and because it starts pumping faster it's sending you know blood circulation and more oxygen to your vital organs and they kind of are affected and they kind of wake up so it literally like it's literally a good laugh is like literally and physically and mentally like good for your health versus um 
jealousy or or frustrations or resentment because you have an unforgiving spirit, um, guilt, uh, doubt, fear, all these things literally um, has an effect on your health. Like how many of us have ever like, even if not now, like maybe in the past where you might have got into it with somebody and you work with this person. So the next day you got to come to work and because y'all petty, y'all try not to look at excuse me y'all try not to look at each other you know what I'm saying like all that energy that it takes you know but you hold it hold it in because you're so angry you know and there were literally like instances where people have been so angry at someone and that someone may not even know that they're angry at them but here you are your hair falling out you know what I'm saying you got a headache every night because you mad and your blood pressure up. Oh my goodness. Y'all heard that before. Oh my goodness. This thing make my blood pressure go up. Like literally all these things that's happening. Your nails breaking and all types of stuff. You can't sleep at night while they over there snoring and slobbing. Because of that, that bitterness and that anger like that's inside you. Like it's literally no good for you. And then another one, uh, Proverbs 17, 22 says a cheerful heart is good medicine but a broken spirit saps a person's strength wow so just because you have this broken spirit because your spirit is not right then it's literally like taking away from your health right and it could be one of two things when it comes to this this anger anger will either control you or you can control your anger Another thing we have to be careful of, don't try to excuse your anger, but deal with it. Like, and I am totally guilty of this. Like, there's so many times where I would excuse my anger because I feel like, well, that was a dumb question. So I have a right to be angry that they asked me this stupid question. Like, the answer is pretty obvious. You know what I mean? Or because they 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 may have done something you know, that did make you angry, but, and that's fine because you're human, right? But you got to deal with it. You got to, Hey, why did this make me angry? You know, and, and think about it from their perspective. Did they actually mean to get me upset? You know, was it intentional? And if it was intentional, then how, how can I respond in a way that will keep me at peace? You know what I'm saying? And ultimately when you do respond in that way, where you react and respond like with peace and with kindness, then that person usually end up feeling real salty and will come back, you know, and apologize. Or sometimes they don't come back and apologize, but they the ones now that they can't sleep, right? They the ones that got a headache. They the ones whose spirit gets stirred up and get messed up and they just get mad when they see you around because you have responded, you know, with, with kindness. So it's something that we definitely have to deal with. Another thing is that someone who is quick-tempered does not represent Christ. You know, and ultimately, like, as, as, as Christians, the world holds a Christian to a higher standard than what they hold themselves to. Like, and, and, and some Christians put themselves on this pedestal to the point where um, they feel like, that they are better than other people and that's just not true like that's not the reality but because that there are people with with uh pride in their hearts 
you know, and they feel like they're better than people, then they put themselves on this pedestal. So people put them on those pedestals as well. And as soon as they make a mistake because they're human, see, see that go them Christians. Yeah, I thought you was a Christian, though. If you was a Christian, then you wouldn't be doing that. And it goes on and on and on. Like the world is always looking for a reason to point and say, but I thought you were Christian. Don't give them that space. And and someone who is quick-tempered represents a person who who hasn't been unredeemed, right? Where you, where you have that, that moment where somebody say something and you just go off. You just let them have it because that was the old you. That was who you was before Christ, right? And But they keep pushing you there. Not saying that it doesn't happen. Like, it's going to happen. But we have to understand that once you get saved and once you give your life to God... Is not about you anymore. It's about Christ. And as his brand ambassador, you are representing him on earth. And you have to respond to these uh, different situations the way that Christ will respond. So that people will then be like, wow, she called you out your name and talked about your child. And you responded with love. Why? Why would you do that? Now they're curious and now there's an open door for you to be able to share the good news. The good news, what? The free gift that I talked about in my uh, previous podcast. You can go check it out. So it it does, um, it, it measures your spiritual maturity as well with how you respond to people. And there's a lot more wisdom in silence. Sometimes you don't have to say nothing at all. Sometimes that's exactly what people want. They want you to say something. They want you to go there. Uh, Thinking back on, you know, when I first, when I got fired from the other job, this is so crazy. I'm getting confused at which job I'm talking about that I got fired from. So many, that's what it feel like. Um, But the first time I got fired in December, when it happened and they was like, yeah, she's just disrespectful. And I was, I was like, what? Before this even happened, I was literally like telling the women in the group, like, cause we were studying a book called Conversation Piece. And I was telling them how much I bite my tongue and how I don't say what I really want to say. So for them to come back and say, you're so disrespectful, you're this and you're that. I was completely blown away. I was completely shocked. And for a minute, I was like, you know what? I can show you disrespectful. Like, I can show you sarcasm, like, because I literally don't be saying nothing. But if that's what you want, that's that's where I was headed. And then I had to come back like, wait a minute. That's a trick. (laughs) That's a trick. Satan trying to get me like that's what they want me to do. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm still going to respond in kindness. And actually, I'm going to make these surveys and pass them out. But um, uh, back to back to there's more wisdom in silence. Right. Like. It was some people push your buttons because they want you to go there. They want you to go. They want to see you angry is just as much as they're angry or, you know, misery loves company. We all heard that before. Um, so in a sense, it's like you do have to care about what other people think. And when I say that you have to care about what other people think, I'm referring to if you if someone is offended by something that you say. Like, it's important if you are the one that's causing the anger, it's important for you to evaluate that. It's important for you to um, to address it and to fix the problem. You know, it, it may not have been intentional or maybe you feel like you didn't do anything wrong. But again, that doesn't mean that it wasn't taken wrong. Right. 
So we should always be representing Christ, like in, in this new person, right? Another thing is that the devil will use your anger, he'll use your bitterness, and he'll use your frustrations to tempt you to sin. See, Satan knows that he can't take away your salvation. So what he'll try to do is if if he can get you to sin, then he can get you to feel guilty. He can get you to feel shameful. And when you when you sin, like you don't always want to pray <laughs> because you feel what? You feel guilty and you feel ashamed. So you don't want to pray and ask for forgiveness. You don't really want to talk to God. You kind of want to just mm, hide away. And that's what he wants. That's what Satan wants, right? He doesn't want you um, still to move forward and do, you know, the things of God. So he'll use this gateway of your frustration and your bitterness to tempt you to sin. And trust me, the thought crossed my mind when I got fired the second time. I was like, man, this is crazy. There's a liquor store right around the corner. All I gotta do is go there, get me a pint of Hennessy, and yeah, drown, have a a pity party, have a pity party, you know, and get drunk. The thought crossed my mind. I mean, I didn't do it, but that was... Satan, right? Like that was Satan. Like, yeah, you should go ahead and just do that. I mean, life sucks. You don't, you, you don't have to get up and go to work. Remember, you just lost your job, so you might as well. You know, all these different things. So, j- just being mindful of that, that he will use these emotions to attack you. And as we read in scripture previously, it won't attack you not just mentally and spiritually, but physically too. Like it will literally tear your body down, right? And make you ill. Um, one thing that results in this uncontrolled anger or when, when we won't be able to handle our frustrations is no knowledge or low knowledge of the word of God. So I wouldn't say, you know, for me that I don't have no knowledge because I do, but it was, it was low knowledge as in, I know, but am I really applying it? Am I taking this word that I'm learning about, you know, different trials, about tribulation? You know, I've read in James that, um, that, that I should rejoice when I have trials because it's coming to work patience and then patience is going to work this and all these things. And then I'm reminded that months ago I prayed and I I did. I asked God to increase my patience. Like, Lord, I don't have any patience. I wanted God to increase my faith. Like, man, I feel like before I got saved, I feel like I had more faith. And now I am. And it seemed like I don't have that much faith because I'm looking at everything. So I prayed and I and I asked God to increase my faith, right? Um, and, and give me more patience, right? Because I'm always like wanting everything to go on my time, like move, move, move. And if it's not going on my timeline, then I feel like it's going wrong. And now I'm starting to panic. I'm, I'm getting anxious about things, all these things. And it's an ongoing cycle. So I have to remember that I pray since, since I pray for God to increase my faith, since I pray for him to give me more patience and understanding, I I prayed that he would help me see people the way that he sees them. So I won't be so frustrated and angry with the irritating statements and so on and so forth. So I have to recognize that everything that's happening in my life right now, every experience, every bad thing is doing just that. It just didn't come in a form that I expected or that I wanted it to be in. But I have to understand that in this season of me, like not having a consistent income, but still having bills, 
I can drive for Lyft. That's true. But at the end of the day, I have to get on my knees and I have to pray and I have to say, God, like, I need you because I don't know how this is going to get paid. I don't know how that's going to get paid. I don't want to lose my apartment, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm trusting God because there's literally, literally nothing else I can do. I can only trust him because my back is against the wall and I'm doing all that I can do. Everything that's in my control, I'm doing that. But now my back, my back is against the wall and the only thing I have left to do is to trust him. So he's building my faith in him like I asked, like I requested, right? How is he teaching me patience? He's teaching me patience because when I'm driving for Lyft and I'm sitting in traffic and I hate sitting in traffic, I hate going downtown. I hate when somebody get a shared ride and I got to stop and pick up this person and this person. It's like, I hate it, but it's teaching me patience. It's teaching me to chill. And if I can't go up any further, if I miss this light, it's okay. Just sit there and just wait. You know, um, so it's teaching me all these things that I ask. So now, now that I know that, oh, this is just another test. This is a trial. This is something that's going to increase my faith. This is something that's going to increase my patience. Then I can have joy about anything that comes my way. Anything that may be presented as, as a negative circumstance, I can look at it and have joy because I know it's going to teach me something. I know there's going to be a lesson. And I know at the end of the day, I am being birthed into the woman of God that, that I was created to be, right? So um, a, a powerful thing is that, uh, another thing to think about is that um, a wounded spirit, who can bear it? Now that's talking about a wounded spirit. We're talking about somebody who's nagging all the time. Someone that's always complaining. Someone who's always making excuses and basically having a pity party and always feeling like the victim. Who wants to be around that all the time? Now I get it. We're all humans. We all got our ups and downs and things like that. But have you ever met a person that's like that all the time? They blaming people, blaming other people all the time for all their problems. So ain't nothing, you know, a mistake on your end. It's always everybody else. You know, it's never you. Like, we've been around these people that's nagging and nagging. Who want to be around that? Nobody. Nobody want to. So, so what we have to do and what I've started to do and what's really put me in a, in a better place mentally, physically, emotionally is that I started to let the joy of the Lord be my strength instead of this wounded spirit, instead of me being in, instead of me being angry and, and, and bitter, you know, all the time. And even though I may not release these frustrations to other people I may not continue to talk to them about these circumstances but it's it's in my spirit it's in my spirit that I'm down it's in my spirit that I'm frustrated it's in my spirit that I'm mad and that energy people can feel that energy right so even if I'm not uh verbally speaking about you know this pity party or anything like because my energy is jacked up because my spirit is wounded it affects other people and those around me right so instead of letting that um, letting that rule you, letting that anger control you, then it's best to just give it up to God, right? It's better to just let the joy of who you serve be your strength instead of these circumstances. It's time for me, it's time for you to stop looking at 
Stop focusing on all the negative things in your life and start to focus on the beautiful things of life, right? Even though you may not be where you want to be, maybe a loved one passed away and you're still trying to figure out why or whatever. Um, And I, I, I felt like that, like yesterday. It was an overwhelming sadness that came over me because I was like, why am I thinking about my dad? And it's because the anniversary of his death, June 1st, just passed and Father's Day is coming up. And I'm like, oh, that's why I'm feeling like sad all of a sudden. But instead of focusing on the fact that I lost my father 13 years ago and I'm so sad he hasn't been in my life, he's not going to see when I when I do like have my successes and all these things, then what I can focus my attention on is, look, I have 15 good years with my father here. I have a sister who's healthy with two beautiful children. I have another sister that's healthy with two beautiful children. I have a brother who's healthy. I have a mom who's healthy. Like, I have family and I haven't had... um, you know, a close member, a super close member of my family, like pass away. So I have a lot of family members that are still living. There's more of my family still living than those who have passed on. So that's something that I can focus my attention on, on the life that is here, right? So life is absolutely too short to have other people carrying and bearing your weight or your anger. Uh, You literally make yourself sick and miserable and have this, um, this pity party and then you start to um hurt others so so it's it's so important to just change your attitude to change your focus on the positive things of life on the abundance of life and and when I say abundance I'm not talking about money and material possessions but I'm talking about peace an overwhelming peace that's crazy an overwhelming joy like happiness you know things that are experiences that you can create the times that you can spend with your family um those are the things that that we should be focusing on and giving our attention to so my question to you is are you going to be big mad or are you going to be little mad or how about you just choose peace Yo, 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 if you haven't already, check out the previous episodes. I know you're going to like it. Check it out and let me know what you think. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Share it, tag it, tell a friend, send me a message. There's no reason you should be on this journey by yourself. 